Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure that you knew that my online knee course with Lenny Macrina is on sale for $200 off this week. If you want to learn exactly how to evaluate and treat the knee, you're going to love our comprehensive course where we cover our clinical examination, exercise progressions, and specific information on ACL, meniscus, patellofemoral, articular cartilage, osteoarthritis, and so much more. Plus, you can earn a ton of CEU credit. The course is on sale this week for $200 off. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash knee for more information and to sign up today. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about when we know when it's time to push range of motion. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure you knew about my free online course on the introduction to performance therapy and training. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash performance to sign up today. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. I am up at Champion PT and Performance in Boston, Massachusetts, answering your questions. Anything you want to talk about, physical therapy, fitness, sports performance, career advice, we're here for you. Head to MikeReynolds.com, click on that podcast link, and you can keep asking away. We get that form you can fill out. Uh, we don't make these questions up, right? These are questions that you submit, you, the, the, the listeners, I almost said readers, but the listeners submit to us. So keep them coming and we'll keep answering. Uh, joining me today, let's see. Um, let's see. I think we got, a, we got a different we got a different order, I think, on my Zoom screen today. So we'll see how this goes. But we got Kevin Coughlin, Lenny McCrina, Dave Tilly, Dan Pope, Dewesh Podell, uh, Lisa Russell, Mike Scaduto, and our fabulous Quattro. What's a, it's not a trio, it's a Quattro, right? Is Zach hiding? One's taking the boards this month. Yeah, the boards. Oh yeah, Zach. Is, yeah. Is Lenny taking? Is it Lenny pulling up a note card to read the uh, student names right now? <laughs> no way! No way! I remember everybody. I will. I will say a little longtime listener secret was is I used to introduce the students, and then I realized. I, I struggle with that sometimes. So this is, <laughs> there's, there's a period of time where I'm not in the clinic for a couple of weeks and then a couple of new students come in and I, it's hard. So Lenny, who do we have for students today? We have some amazing students. Uh, we have, <laughs> we have Tim Lay from, um, <laughs> Kim Lay. We have uh, Eric Deutsch, Eric Deutsch from, yep. And we have Morgan Kennedy from, oh yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what's right. That, what's Zach doing? Just out of curiosity. Oh, is he taking the boards? Taking today? His boards. Yeah. yeah. Oh all man. He won't uh, be here all month. He's taking the boards. <laughs> yeah, he'll be back early. <laughs> no offense, Zach. <laughs> That's pretty good. Does it get to a point when he's just like he's gotten too many wrong? It just says like, you know what, bud, you're good. You can just take it again next time. You can stop. Why don't, why don't you just take a break? <laughs> uh, no, that's great. Zach's doing a good job. Uh, you know, from from last episode, he's taking his board today. So wish him all good luck on Twitter and uh, Instagram or whatever the heck you do. But anyway, what do we have for a question? Today? Who's reading today? Kim? What's up, Kim? Who do we got today, Kim? Um, Kim from Washington. Wow. How about that? <laughs> right? Hey, champion team. With post-operative knees, how aggressive are you with pushing for range of motion? How much pain is appropriate? I've had patients scared to push and in pain when trying to get this motion back. 
So we back off, but then they struggle to achieve the ranges that I would consider adequate. I love it. Great question, Kim and Kim from Washington. Yeah, lots of Kims. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I think that's probably one of the most common dilemmas, especially with some early career professionals, right. That are trying to like figure this out is how hard to push. We, we kind of hear that a lot of time with range of motion, how hard to push. Um, and what I really like about the way Kim phrases this question sometimes is she's, uh, battling, uh, pain or discomfort with the patient and the concept that if she feels like she doesn't push, they get behind in range of motion, which is quite valid, right? So she's got to find that little blend a little bit. So who wants to start this one off? Let me see. I can if you want. I don't, I don't you know, mind. You know, Len, you know is, Lenny's going to if nobody else is, is. <laughs> yeah, right. Lenny <laughs> Small hesitation. I'm in. <laughs> I mean, all right. Um, all right. What do you got, Len? Here we go. Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I get this question a lot. I got a lot of DMs. Like I got one the other day about this, actually. Um, I think I put a, a video or two out on my YouTube channel about it because I think it's like, Mike said, it's one of those common things. I, I, a lot of it comes down to feel and experience with bending knees, moving shoulders, things of that nature. So it looks like I am aggressive when I'm pushing on knees. And you know, maybe the students can even comment, too. That might be interesting to get their perspective because we have a few people right now that have some stiffness in their knees or whatever. And I will let them bend and then I bend and then get feedback from the patient to see how aggressive one of us is. And it's usually um, more aggressive, but it feels like a better aggressive, you know? Uh, Meaning I I get to the end point, but I'm not like ramming it. I'm I'm more or less kind of get to the end and kind of get a nice, easy stretch into that end point. So it looks like I'm super aggressive, but I'm actually not as aggressive as you think. And I kind of hold that position at end range for a second or two and I'm monitoring the patient. So I'm watching them, believe it or not, like I'm doing all this and I'm also kind of getting their immediate feedback. So, yes. Can I jump, can I jump in on that, Len? Because I actually think that um, I've witnessed this quite a bit where you and I do range of motion, whether it be a knee or a shoulder. And it's uh, the other therapist too, but I've, I've specifically noticed this with Lenny and I, we're doing our range of motion. And I think to the students, um, it looks like we're doing it fast. And yeah. I, I, you said aggressive, but I would add fast, right? Yeah, and they, like they're speed, like, man, yeah. they're going so fast. But what they don't realize is that like, let's say with knee range of motion, like this entire spectrum of range of motion is we're fast through that empty nonsense end field that's irrelevant. But then when we get there, we kind of slow down and then slowly gradual kind of yeah. get to that end range. I feel like the students see our speed and try to emulate our speed throughout the entire range of motion and don't realize that like, look, if they're, if they're struggling at a hundred degrees of knee flexion we're fast from zero to 90 right but then we have this like little this like slow ramp up here and i i've witnessed that actually it's funny you say that and that's one of those things we say is like you gotta you gotta be a little bit more smooth towards that end range so that's an interesting really good first point it's not about necessarily how much you push right but maybe it's also like how you push Right. Yeah. Which, which is a good way of doing it. So I'd say that maybe your first thing, Kim, is that if they're discomfort, maybe you can do something with like how smooth you are, or how like gradual you are with that push. Maybe you can actually see like, are they really a hyper reactive knee? Right. And they're having pain with the range of motion in general, or is it maybe like, maybe you could be just like a little bit smoother or maybe like ease into it a little bit. So maybe that'd be like a first start. So I think I saw Dave first and we got Dave. The only thing I want to add is that I learned from you guys really early when I started working at champion is you guys have like, 
it's not this big, like, all right, now we're going to push and you go super hard. You like have a fluid conversation. You guys are chatting and stuff. You're doing oh, yeah. <laughs> the right motion first. Like, I think that's a mistake I used to make was like, all right, here comes the big stretch and people were like terrified. So yeah. you can just have like a three to five minute conversation with somebody and like you're sneaking in a couple like hard pushes every once in a while. And I think that makes it a lot easier. So that just might be sense. That, those yeah, are the conversations when I'm finding out if they watch Squid Game or, <laughs> you know, what, what they're doing with their lives. I'm having those com- Honestly, I'm and I've said that to the students, like we want to take their mind off the fact that I am bending their knee and trying to attain, attain end range motion. And that's the, those are the conversations I'm having. Those like mindless, like, tell me about your kids or you watch squid game this week or, or whatever, not to date the episode, but like squid, yeah, game, Lynn, like, squid game was like four years ago. Like, I know. I, know. I, I just, still, just, still, still a big <laughs> fan. I just, <laughs> but you know, still things like that. It's, it's little tricks to get people to, they're anxious about this. They're anxious about getting their motion, their pain, their range of motion, their, their swelling. You can do anything you can to play tricks on these people to uh, get them to relax. And then you'll be able to get that, that little end feel, that end point that you're looking for to, to get the, that nice stretch. Yeah, Lisa. I, I, I just want to say too that, I, think that first, but. I, I just wanted to say just real quick too that like, I'm, I'm, I, I feel like Lenny is really like, this is the most like, <laughs> pop culture reference he's had in a while you've talked about squid game for several episodes in a row right now so i i'm pretty i'm pretty impressed by that i don't so, watch a lot uh, of tv so if i do i want people to know i, I mean that, that that was pretty good so yeah what do you got mike well first of all lenny is all squid game all the time i've all seen him and now on the podcast but i i would say important consideration I, I know i've worked with lenny for a while and if you follow lenny on social media, you see that he does a lot of flexion in the seated position with the knee off the table. So maybe patient position is playing into discomfort as well. If you're bending the knee in supine, um, that may cause a little more compression to the knee joint. Uh, in seated off the table, you know, the femur is a little more stabilized. Maybe you can add slight distraction force that would make it a little more comfortable as well. And you can uh, control tibial rotation, which could lead to some more comfort in bending the knee. So I think positioning is important. I like that. I like, I like where this episode's going, right? Because Kim asked like what she, like, should she, how, you know, should she push? And what we're answering is like, maybe how she could push better, which I think is really helpful, like tip. So uh, great stuff, Mike. What do you got, Lisa? Um, so this is more personal experience. Um, but when people were bending my knees and they were very painful, um, <clears throat> I will say I was put on my belly. I was put mm. Um, like on my back with my hip up and like cranking that way. I was put in a lot of positions that are really, really, really hard to trust that anyone's going to keep you in a comfortable and not like mm-hmm. over, over push. I've had, I had people over push more like people who are used to working with knee replacements, um, kind of like, just like crank into it. And then I got so much swelling. I lost range for like a week. Um, you know, so it is like a really, really fine balance. But I think, you know, <laughs> honestly, once I finally convince people that they should just let me sit on the edge of the table and bend my knees that way, <laughs> 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 um, my life got a lot better and I gained a lot more range because I could sit there and like actually relax and, um, and kind of everything that Mike just said of like that little bit of distraction force and like all of those things, like it really makes a huge difference. Um, and it's, you're not putting, you're not putting the patient in a position where they feel fully overpowered, um, or that they can't see what's happening. Um, which I think just makes it easier to sort of like 
take whatever that like end range push is for that moment that you get it rather than feeling like someone is just like cranking on your joint for, you know. Yeah. It's like trust, right? There's a little bit of guarding. Uh, can I ask yeah. a question, Lisa, on you? So you said like your knee swelled up a little bit and you had some setbacks um, with, with over-aggressive range of motion. This is a good example because you're a physical therapist. You get this. Um, do you remember at the time, like, was that like super, was it painful range of motion? And oh, did yeah. you see it? So, so, <laughs> so like, and it was like in my head, right? Because we're taught in school, like you need to be aggressive. You need to help these people get range. And I think more, at least, and maybe I'm wrong here, but I, I think that that a little bit more applies to a knee replacement rather than like an ACL or, you know, some sort of smaller, like not, you know, metal on metal knee. Um, that I think the therapist who was working with me at the time was much, much more accustomed to working with knee replacements. Right. Um, so I think that the difference of the end feel there when it's still like bone on bone um, and like, you know, messed up ligaments and menisci and everything. Um, I think there's a really big difference there when you're working with metal on metal that are beautiful joint surfaces that move against <laughs> each other really nicely. Um, right. and yeah, it was, it was like, I was just like laying there gritting my teeth because it was like, I knew that I had to let somebody help me get this range. And so maybe we hadn't tried this yet and maybe this was going to help. Um, yeah. So you know what that makes me think right there is we talk about this a lot with the students is it's it's better to be slow and gradual and have like a mild discomfort with a push over time and slowly gain motion than to wait, get tight and then have to crank on it. Right. Because then then you're battling that. Right. So, I, you know, I think that's another decent like tip with that, too, is like the you know, the you don't want to get to the point where you have to crank, because if you don't crank, the person's going to be stuck in need of manipulation. Right. So I, I think that's another thing they fear, too. So um, what do you think, Pope? I was going to say, I, I think what Lisa said there was pretty important. You know, if, if someone's stiff and you keep pushing through that and they're swelling more and they're getting worse, Maybe that intensity is too much. You can look at the other exercises. Maybe you're doing too much to cause too much swelling. Maybe there's not enough quad strength. Uh, there could be maybe some other reasons why. And the other thing is if someone's stiff and not making progress, one of the first things on my mind is like, okay, well, they spend maybe 30 minutes to an hour, somewhere between one and three times a week in PT. We probably have to do some more education about the frequency of mobility at home, right? Maybe that's a big thing. Um, I tend to try to push a little bit more uh, frequency over intensity, uh, just because I don't like to crank on these, you know, maybe I'm being a baby and I got to push a little bit more. That's usually my first go-to, but if that's not working, obviously you could push harder. And then the last piece is, you know, Lenny does this all the time. I probably need to do this a little bit more. Uh, he measures all the time. So he really knows if that change in intensity, frequency, whatever it is, adding low, low, long duration, whatever he did to try to increase mobility is actually making a difference. Uh, and then you can keep tweaking over the course of time with that knowledge. Yeah. Awesome. Did you have uh, something too, Kev? Yeah. I just wanted to add um, <clears throat> one thing I think we do here that's helpful for making the range of motion feel comfortable is starting with some heat and some tissue prep, um, you know, and then maybe some massage to, to really at least put them in the best position to, to feel good with the range of motion. I like that. So, it, you know, it, I, I think, I think, all great tips, right? And a lot of things we tried to help Kim with here was like some things to help her when she's dealing with this progression, right? But I don't know if we answered her question yet. 
right? So her question was, is when do we push, right? So I think we gave her some good tips on how to push, right? But we didn't, we didn't quite answer that. So Len, do you want to lay the the hammer down and give her your <laughs> guidance? This is the, like your, this is the, the, the ending of the episode guidance that everyone's been waiting 15 minutes for is when do you know when to push and when to back off? Right. Um, I think I, I try not to get there, you know, where I have to do it, but it de- definitely happens. And so I am building up into the point where, you know, if they're three, four, five weeks out and they're not, they're not hitting their goals, uh, meaning they don't have probably 120 plus degrees of range of motion, depending on if it's an ACL or a new place or something like that, then I will probably be a little bit more aggressive. But up until then, I am assessing and feel um, how is that coming? How's their pain? How's their swelling? Uh, how are they responding? How are they doing stuff at home? Like Pope mentioned. Um, and so I am, I'm again, I'm never super aggressive at end range. I don't think, and maybe again, the students, I will talk today when I get to work, but like yesterday we had somebody and I, I think I was less aggressive on somebody who I needed to be aggressive on because I just don't think the benefits there. So I get to that end point. I give a little stretch into end, into, into the end range. And then I, I get out and I just do that numerous times and it seems, it seems to work. So um, don't be super aggressive at that end range, uh, like Mike mentioned earlier. And I think you're going to see better results if you just kind of get into that end point, hold it, and then, and then bring it out, but not at a quick velocity. And you're constantly monitoring pain and swelling and all that. Yeah. And I like that. And, and like Dan said too, it's probably frequency over intensity, right? right? So you add right. that. So I, I, so I think uh, in general, Kim, like, you know, it's probably better to be uh, more frequent and uh, a little bit more um, restricted with how hard you're pushing initially. The only time I would say that we probably get like really aggressive with pushing is literally when we're at the point where we are so far out in uh, time frame, right? And we are literally faced with, if you don't get your motion back, we're going to have to have like some sort of procedure, right? Some either manipulation right. or a clean out type thing or something like that. <laughs> so the goal is to avoid that. But so I, it sounds like it's a combination of understanding the healing constraints and the time of the procedure, as well as probably like having a good feel of that end feel. And then ho- hopefully you take all these great tips. It was a great episode with a bunch of tips. Um, and, and that'll, that'll, that'll help a little bit. So, uh, so great c- question, Kim, if you have a question like that and you want us to vaguely answer it and beat around the bush the whole time, then keep going to micround.com, click on that podcast link and ask away. And we all do our best to try to specifically answer your questions. But sometimes, Kim, it's it's a big topic. And I actually think that was better. It's it's There is no right or wrong answer. Some procedures, some people need to be pushed harder than others. But hopefully, if you take all these tips, that'll be, that'll be a little bit better. So awesome. All right. Thanks so much. See you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRinal.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeRinal.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.